0: Hey, this is Kevin, the student pastor at Short Church of God. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We strive each week to bring relevant, practical, biblical teaching that meets you where you are. To stay up to date with what's going on at the church or to support the mission financially, head over to scog.com or download our app. I hope you enjoy the message. Well, in honor of Family Worship Sunday, in front of your seats, every single one of your seats has a little white, folded up piece of paper. Now, this is going to have, remember, our theme verse for today is James 1.22, which is don't merely be uh, listeners of the word, but be doers, okay? So there's a little piece of paper. Everybody take out your piece of paper, unfold it, and then proceed to do the action that is on the piece of paper, and then you need to find everyone else that is acting the same way. So mine's act like a monkey. There might be act like a fish. There might be like a monkey. You need the thing, okay? Right, kids. Okay, you show them how to do it, kids. Fish, right there. We got Do this. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Monkeys, where you at? Ducks, where you at? There you go. Chicken dancers, where you at? All right. All right, everybody, find your seats. Thank you very much. Turning your Bibles to James chapter one, verse twenty-two. 327 will be our text today um, I really did not plan on it to be to butt up perfectly with um, the kids song that they learned for a couple weeks ago the, the James 122 song um, but uh, the Holy Spirit had other plans so it worked out perfectly for us this morning so that's what we're going to delve into is uh, is this text James 122 verse 27 do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves do what? It says, do not, lis- do not merely listen to the words. And certain- so, Why did I copy it twice? My bad. Sorry. Um, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious, yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues, deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Do not just listen to the word, but do what it says. This is a huge concept for us because as we are inundated with information all day long, you could spend hours and hours and hours just going from information source, from information source, from information source. I could leave here today, get online and basically take a master's level course on anything I wanted to and cram it in this whole, this whole week, like anything in the world. There's more information at our fingertips than we ever had in the history of the world. We can consume massive, massive amounts of information. But here's the deal. A lot of it, we don't apply it. Kids are taking their finals, their last few classes. Plainfield's out Tuesday. I think everybody else is out later this week. But there's just all this like outgo of information right now. Kelly and I are two totally different test takers. Anybody here in the room, you, you take a test, you, 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 take, you consume the information. You read the book, you study, then you take your test, and, and it's gone. Anybody like that? Yep. That's, that's Kelly. Uh, <laughs> I, on the other hand, I consume the information get excited about whatever connection I just made, then go down 18 different rabbit trails of figuring out all kinds of other stuff. But then after the test, I still get a C on the test because I didn't study exactly what they wanted me to do, but I learned all kinds of stuff. And now I'm having, trying to have a conversation with Kelly. Isn't it really cool that so-and-so did this and is connected with this and this? She's like, what are you talking about? The test you took two seconds ago. Oh, I don't remember any of that. She graduates Summa laude. I get student loans. Right? That's, that's how that works. That's how that works. But I, you know, that's just how my brain works. I, I take the information in, and I'm making all these connections and these interesting things. We're going to Washington, D.C. here in a couple of weeks with the kids. Me and my dad will be talk, taking everyone on a history tour. And Kelly and my mother will be going, what are you talking about? How did you know that we're Didn't you pay attention in any of your classes? I did. Both of them, Val Victoria and Summa Cum Laude. Okay. Me and my dad, student loans. (laughs) But we just make those connections. It's different. Everyone takes in this information all the time. And the Bible is kind of the same kind of way. Do we take it in just to hold this information in, maybe for a Sunday morning, maybe for a Bible study, maybe for a life group, whatever. And then once we're done with the test, it's gone. Or are we incorporating it into our daily lives? Are we letting it be written on our hearts? Are we doing what it says? That's a hard question for us to ask. And if I'm honest, I think a lot of the times we use this whole, the Bible and the the Jesus thing. It's just a Sunday morning. Okay, I got it. And then by lunchtime, it's gone. Because we got through that test this week. We can't let the scripture be like that for us. We don't merely just listen to the word, but we have to do what it says. How do we do that? What does that look like? James is writing to a group of people who would have known all about what the word was and what that looks like. He's writing to a group of people that their education system for young Jewish boys and girls was this. If you went to elementary school, if you went to Grand Prairie Elementary or you went over here or whatever, what it would have been was a, a, called a synagogue at a religious institution, a Jewish school. And if you were a young uh, kid, what your curriculum was, was to memorize the first five books of the bible can you imagine the kids today in uh, in, in kindergarten like okay how are we doing in our genesis let's go you know genesis one through seven let's go write it out i, mean, I like toys yeah so it would not work out well um but but what what it was what the whole premise was was to memorize the first five books of the bible genesis exodus leviticus numbers and deuteronomy Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, Numbers is where reading plans go to die, right? You, in in January, you start, you're like, I'm going to read the Bible through this year. And you get to Numbers, and you're like, it's February, and naps are really nice, and there's no light outside, and you're like, and so you've read Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus, and half of Leviticus like 18 times but never gotten past it. Can I get an amen? That's, that's where I'm at, right? right. So that's where it, what happens. But can you imagine elementary school kids are like, this is so important you're going to memorize this. And they, we had kids here that a couple of weeks ago they, talked, they gave their memorization verses that they worked on for a couple months. And they were four, five, six, seven, eleven 11 verses long. Now, I bet you all those kids, if I asked Bowen to come up right now and do that, he could still recite that because they worked on it for so long. It wasn't just a, hey, let's memorize it on Saturday night so we can do it on Sunday morning, and then we're, we're done, and the, and the memory verse is gone. It's every week for two, three months. We're, we're working on this. We're working on this. We're working on this. Instead of just putting it in that short-term memory bank, just to regurgitate it for some sort of test, we were imprinting it on our lives. And that was the goal and that's the goal of what the the um, Jewish society was too that, that we're not just studying this on a at, at synagogue we are imprinting it onto our kids lives that they will know what the word says and they will be able to do it. And so whenever someone was reading this probably Jewish Christians or uh, Jewish people all throughout the Roman Empire they would have known when he said do what it says he's saying hey remember the scripture you remembered in your, in, in your youth. Remember all that memorization you did. Remember how it was imprinted in your life. That's not just a suggestion. That's not just how you live your life. That, that makes you who you are. Do what it says. What are the cornerstones of some of those teachings that these kids would have memorized? first one is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. That's one of the first things that they would have nailed down. Love God with everything that we are. Second would have been love your neighbor as yourself. The third is take care of orphans. The fourth is take care of widows. And the fifth is live a life of forgiveness. Ancient Jewish law, these, the books that we think are so boring... They are, they are the most advanced welfare systems that the world had ever seen until like the 1940s. They take care of the widows. They take care of the orphans. They take care of the poor. They say, hey, you know what? Every 50 years, we're going to wipe out all debt. We're just going to control, delete the whole thing. Boom, you owe this. Property goes back to original owners. Everything. We're, not, we're not doing this whole, Everyone. there's one major uber rich person. We're going we're gonna to take cancel out all this debt. Every 50 years, it's a year of jubilee. Yeah, I think I would be jubilant too if all my debt got taken away, right? And so they they instilled these ideas, not because they wanted to ram religion down someone's throat, it's because this is out of the heartbeat of God, that the word of God says, hey, we're going to take care of the orphan. You're going to take care of the poor. You're going to take care of the widow. You're going to love extravagantly, and you're going to live lives of forgiveness, So when he says don't merely listen to the word, do what it says, he's saying, hey, don't merely just go, oh, yeah, it's nice if we took care of an orphan every once in a while. It's okay if we took care of a a stranger every once in a while. It's okay if we took care of a foreigner every once in a while. No, 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 do what it says because you're supposed to live a radical kind of life that loves the least of these. Don't just listen to the word, but do what it says. See, James is speaking to a people that are on the threshold of. If they thought about their current situation, they're about one heartbeat away from an anxiety attack all the time. You, you know, if you've ever had, struggled with anxiety, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like when things are just kind of, woo, woo, and you feel like the water level of life is right here, and you're like, if one more thing, if one person cuts me off, and one person gets sick, if one bill goes unpaid, I'm just and you go under like a bobber, right? <laughs> can't handle it. And that's where it is. These people are one heartbeat away from slavery or they already are slaves. These people are one heartbeat away from from causing all kinds of problems, being crushed by the Roman empire and all kinds of bad stuff happening to them. Just one heartbeat all the time. And James is speaking into their life. And maybe you identify with that kind of feeling. James is speaking into their life. He says, "You that's not who we are. We are a chosen people that God has not forgotten, that God has a plan for, that God loves, that God cares for, that we have a hope and a future, that the God of all heavens and all of earth has said, I have a plan for you to prosper you and to grow you. That's who you are. Don't just listen to it. Live that out something fundamentally changes in your spirit and your heart when you go from someone who is just hearing about how god loves you to then changing your life to how i operate how god loves me there is a freedom in that there's a hope in that as we talked about earlier earlier in this there is the joy in that and he says, live a, a lifestyle of joy, live a lifestyle of victory to know where your hope comes from, to know where your future holds, to know that heaven is real and you get to go there. That no matter what is happening in this moment, whether you're dealing with slavery, slavery or sickness or all kinds of different issues, there is a hope and a future for you. That is what he is all intoning in this idea. Don't just listen to the word. Don't just pay lip service to it. Do what it says. Live it out. This next uh, point I just think is hilarious. Is uh, The point is don't forget your face. Don't forget your face. And this is in there, right? He says, a man who doesn't do what the Bible says is like a guy who looks in the mirror and then immediately goes, ah, oh, I don't know what I look like. And then go, go back, oh, that's, that's what I look like. And, and you walk away. Don't forget your face. I even texted one of my pastor friends. I know he's going to make a whole sermon series out of this. He'll have a m- huge mirror on stage, and he'll be doing He'll look at himself because he's kind of conceited. Uh, uh, he'll look at himself for hours on end and be like, don't forget your face, and he'll talk about it. And uh, everybody on, on my Facebook feed will talk about how original the sermon was, and I texted and gave him the idea because that's how our relationship works. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> don't forget your face. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget how God has said he loves you. Don't forget how you have been bought with a price. Don't forget whose you are. Don't forget that you are a bondservant of God. That he has paid a price for your life and set you free. Don't forget your face. When we forget what the Bible says about us, the things that it mentions about our, who we are and the kind of creation we are, we forget our faces. We forget who we are. We forget how we've been created. If you can take anything away today, don't forget your face. Verse 27, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. I love, I love how clear James is in this moment. He's not leaving a bunch of stuff up for interpretation. He's not saying, oh, you know, you've got to parse Greek words for this, and you've got to know context for this. It's pretty simple. What am I supposed to do? Look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Like, this is what the Scripture is telling us to do. If your faith system is not, is not incorporating how you take care of the orphans and the widows and people in distress and keeping yourself from being polluted by the world, your faith system is broken, not God. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. Look after the orphans and the widows in the distress. Keep oneself from being polluted by the world. This is at the very foundation of what God is teaching people in the Torah and also what, he's teach, what Jesus is teaching in the New Testament. This is one of the hallmarks of why Christianity spread throughout the empire. There was Jewish little uh, pockets all over the Roman Empire. And these people lived different kinds of lives. And they took care of the orphans better than anybody else. The Romans, orphans and widows were good luck to you. But the Jews would would take care of these orphans and and these widows. And this is part of who they were. And so people see that from afar and they go, that's something weird, something different, something interesting is happening there. What is that like? And this becomes a hallmark of who they are. And if you're not doing that, guess what? You're not being different than the Romans. You're not being different than the Greeks. You're not being different than the Phoenicians. You're not being different than that. But what sets you differently, what sets you apart, is how you care for the least of these. If we're not doing that, our religion is worthless. There's a lot of things we can apply to ourselves in that. There's a lot of ways in which we can can look at that and kind of have to check ourselves. This week, there was a poll that Pew Research did that said um, white evangelicals are the least likely to care about immigrants. Folks, there's a serious problem with that. There's a serious problem with that. And it's this verse right here. Who we are supposed to be is people who take care of orphans and widows in distress and keep oneself from being polluted by the world. I know it's Family Worship Sunday, and I'm not going to get all political on you. I'm going to get scriptural on you. You've got to look at this scripture, and you've got to look at it, and you've got to wrestle with it. Because the scripture is saying, hey, 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 don't forget your face. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget where we've come from. Don't forget that we've been people of, immigra- of immigrants and we've been people that have been orphans and we've been people that have been widows. We've got to take care of these people. Now, whatever situation that looks like for you or wh- whatever it is, um, and you need to wrestle with that. But the, but the clarity in which James speaks to it is this, you have to look over, the, look after the least of these. Look out for the orphans, the widows, and the ones that have nothing. Keep yourself from being polluted by the world. What pollutes you in the world? We talked about it last week. It's selfish aims, selfish ambition, selfish desires. That's what pollutes us. It's when it becomes all about me and my uh, success or what I can get. That's what pollutes us. But what? That's when we forget our face. When we start just thinking only about ourselves, and we love to look in that mirror. And keep on coming back to it, and back to it, and back to it. So for this morning, are you just hearing the word and then forgetting what your face looks like? Or are you going to be a doer of the word? Because that dramatically shapes who you're going to be. What kind of father you're going to be. What kind of parent you're going to be? What kind of mother you're going to be? What kind of employee you're going to be? What kind of kid you're going to be? What kind of student you're going to be? Am I just going to consume or just look at it and go, okay, that was nice for Sunday morning. Or am I going to live this out? Are you doing the word? That's a hard question to ask. Are you doing the word? As a family, how can you keep the word of God in front of you? Maybe this is a question you ask. I don't know how to introduce the Bible to my to my kids. I don't know how to to do that. First thing, read the scripture in front of your kids. Know that you have a relationship with the scripture. And if you need other ideas, I get me and my mom will just give you idea after idea after idea after idea on how to do that. We can be very creative on how to get the word in front of your kids. I've been in people's I don't <laughs> If you go to the bathroom in somebody's house, my, my house, you wouldn't have this, but if you go to the bathroom in some some people's houses, you know, some people have the powder room like downstairs, others, you have to like go into the, the regular family bathroom. And I, I used to do this in Georgia more. I just have to go to the bathroom and I go in there and there'd be sharpied Bible verses all over the mirror. I thought, what a really cool thing. It's like uh, on my, my bathroom mirror, all you're going to see is toothpaste flex, you know, like, but, but you go in there. You go in there and you look around. You do it too. I don't want to hear. It. Uh, you go in there and there's this scripture. and so you're like, oh, man, this is what they're imparting into their kids as they go away to school. Like you can't help but just be. As a family, how do we keep the word of God in front of our kids, of each other? The Bible even says to, to husbands to bathe their wives in the word to bathe their wives in the word, that that is our responsibility. And I would take that farther. It is our responsibility as men to bathe our families in the word of God. As a family, how can we do that? How do you need to do that? And then finally, how can you live the word of God out to your neighbors? What does that look like? This might be a hard question. And the the answer that you might have in your head is I have no clue. If you start praying, God, give me opportunities to live out my faith to my neighbors. If you start praying that prayer, I guarantee you opportunities will arise. You will have weird conversations that you're like, I didn't want to have that conversation. I didn't want to have this opportunity, God. Yeah, yeah, but you prayed that you wanted to live out, but it's awkward and it's weird and they're kind of weird and I don't even like them because they don't ever mow their grass and their dog does things and ah. But you prayed, how do I live out the word of God to my neighbors? It will dramatically change the way in which you see them, view them, and interact with them. Those are my challenges for you this morning. Are you doing the word or are you just listening to the word? As a family, how can you keep the word of God in front of you? And how can you live the word of God out to your neighbors? Let's pray this morning. God, thank you so much for today. And thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. God, I, I, I want to be a dad and a husband and a leader who keeps the word of God in front of himself. That I don't just forget what you've said. I don't forget your promises. I don't forget your that you've called me to love the least of these. I don't want to forget these things. It's so easy to do. But God, I want to be a better man in that. I want to sit in your word and let it permeate everything that I am. I want you to move me in that. God, if I've been just a listener of the word, Lord, I, I beg for forgiveness. God, if I've just been a, a listener of the word and not a doer, and, and, and it's proving my religion to be worthless, God, I, I want to repent from that. I want to walk away from that. I want to turn from that, and I want to be a doer of the word. That the burden of the word of God would be on my heart so much that I, I can't help but get away, not get away from it that I have to do something, that I have to have a reaction, that I have to put my faith in action. God, I ask for boldness to love my neighbor better. I ask for boldness to speak love and truth into people's lives. I I ask for courage in that. God, as we wrestle with big issues, as we struggle through what what all this actually means, what it means to love my neighbor, what it means to love the orphan, what it means to love the least of these. God, would you give us clarity and purpose and hope to take action? Lord, we love you. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen right it's been a fantastic fantastic day with all you kiddos in here you guys are awesome today well you guys are always awesome but you're really awesome today so good to see you all Missy. so good to see you we're praying like crazy for your mama just want you to know that and um it's been a roller coaster of stuff and it's going to continue to be a roller coaster but we're here with you and i know i speak for everybody in this room we're here for your family okay may the lord bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you all the days of your life you are dismissed go with god Thanks for joining us at church this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's teaching. If you have any questions or comments, shoot an email to office at scog.com. To continue to support our mission to reach, grow, and serve our community for Christ, you can give online at scog.com or through the app. See you next week.